What up, y'all? It's DJ Envy. And I am Gia Casey. And this is another edition of the Casey Crew. Welcome. Yes, welcome, guys. So uh, I want to start off by saying I have a new, new love. A new love? Yes. You didn't get a new car? What are you talking about? No, Bachelorette is my new love. <laughs> I hate saying it, and I talk about it on the radio, but, you know, uh, Gia got me hooked on Bachelorette. Gia, um... She watches different TV shows that I don't necessarily watch. I guess when I'm not home, she picks shows that she thinks that I won't like. So that way, it's no fight in the house. So she started watching Bachelor. Wait, wait, explain what you mean by there's no fight in the house. So, uh, you know, in your house, there's certain movies that you watch with your spouse and you have to watch with your spouse and you cannot jump. You cannot watch an episode without them. If not, or that's ser- beef. Or, or a series. Right. If not, beef in the house. Yes. Hands down. So there were times where I found myself sneaking to watch shows different episodes <laughs> because your life is so busy like your life was really busy before but now it's 10 times worse it's 10 times worse yes. like snatching an hour with you mm-hmm. i feel like it has to be penciled in yeah. at this point it's very very difficult so if we start watching something mm-hmm. so some of you guys for instance might have already um been watching this series on Netflix called Money Heist. Right. We just got onto it. Correct. And when I decided I wanted to watch it, I had to think long and hard about whether I wanted to tell you that I was going to start watching it. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm like, mm, it's, I think it's in its third season now. Right. And if I have to wait for you for every single episode, it's going to take me a year to finish this series. Right. So I decided to bring you in on it. So you're watching it with me. I'm watching it and I'm enjoying it, but you cannot watch it without me. That's what I'm no, saying. Right. And if it's you very watch it difficult. Me, it's very difficult because Correct. then a lot of times when we start watching things together, you're mm-hmm. falling asleep. Right. And I have no choice but to let you sleep. We're halfway through. It's the good part. Someone's about to get their head blown off. And then I hear snoring. I mean, it happens. I'm and tired. The good wife that I am, I just let you drift off to La La Land. I press pause and I don't skip ahead. Right. Because I'm so, tired. I try to uh-huh. pick different things that I think that you won't watch. Correct. Or that you're not going to be interested in. So correct, either correct. older movies or new things that are a little bit more girly and whatnot. So I've been watching The Bachelor and The Bachelorette for years. Is it cheesy? Absolutely. But there's just something about it that I really enjoy. Maybe it's the romance. Maybe it's the falling in love. Mm-hmm. I think um, I like to watch human behavior. I like to watch the competition between people and I find it to be interesting. And then you jumped on my bandwagon. That's right. Well, let's switch mics. Let's switch mic because yours is a little hotter than mine. Yes, I jumped on your, band, your bandwagon, right? So I started watching a lot of the shows that you love, like Bachelorette. Now with Bachelorette, it got a little, it got a little crazy because with Bachelorette, I didn't necessarily want to watch it. I kind of was forced to watch it. What do you mean you were forced to watch it? Um, let me put it like this: I was trying to sleep, mind my business, and you started watching it. Mm-hmm. And with me being up, falling in and out of sleep, there was a couple of things on there that was very interesting. Luke, Luke. <laughs> But not even just Luke, because I mean, it was the the whole show was interesting for somebody who doesn't say it. They don't know the names. Who hasn't seen it doesn't know the names. But what I didn't understand was if you don't explain the premise of Bachelorette for somebody that doesn't know. Pretty much everyone. Some people might not know because I had no idea, nor did I care. Okay, Um, the Bachelor and the Bachelorette. Pretty much, the producers choose a male or a female that is in some way, shape, or form desirable. And they don't have to be the most beautiful people, but it can just be their charm. It can be their nature. Mm -hmm. Um, It can be their appeal to the public. A lot of the times, they pick 
a bachelor or a bachelorette from the previous season's contestant pool. Right. So, for instance, if there's a season of The Bachelor, he has 20-something women to choose from. Correct. And they usually pick the fan favorite Uh to be the next season's bachelorette taking into consideration that she didn't win. So there's the winner and then they typically take the fan favorite. So it could be the runner up. It could be the third runner up. It can be whomever. Right. And that becomes the bachelorette. So each bachelor bachelorette has a pool of people to choose from. And every episode they go on a series of dates, individual dates, group dates. They're the most fabulous dates in the world. There's helicopters. There are small planes. Right. They go to Greece. Private islands. They go to private islands. Yachts, all they're that. traveling around the world. There's fireworks. There's fantasy suites. There's all types of things that are pretty much constructed. Right. And it's by design clearly to encourage for these people, for these individuals to fall in love. And they do. Mm -hmm. And I believe that, I believe (laughs) that they actually, the ones that do fall in love, I I believe that it's real or that, that at the very least they believe that it's real. Right. So the reason I wanted her to explain, because when they get down to the... sorry. And mm -hmm. then at the end, it results in a proposal or at least a tentative proposal. So the idea is that in this case, The Bachelorette, Mm -hmm. it'll get down to two guys, the last episode. Both of them go to the podium. It's a beautifully set up podium with flowers, etc. And they start a speech about how they fell in love. And it's supposed to end with him getting, well, both of them getting on their knees and proposing. Correct. There have been episodes where the guy might have decided not to propose. Very, very rare. But now, typically, the female will stop the male from proposing, from actually getting down on his knee as to not rob him from that opportunity of proposing if she knows that it's not going to be him that she's going to accept a proposal from. Right. So. Now. Uh, now, I just wanted to, to briefly explain that because it's a, a about a month or six week process that they go on. No, eight no, week, no. It's longer than that. About an eight week process. I think it is two months. Yeah, I believe it is. Between two and three months. I'm not sure exactly how long, but, but something like that. The reason I'm even bringing it up is what was interesting to me is when she has to choose when it's the last three guys, the last two guys. Right. And she pretty much says that she's in love with both of them during the show. She might have been in love with, she was at least falling in love with the last three guys. The last three guys. Mm -hmm. So my question is, can you be in love with two people or even three people at the same time? Let's just keep it easy. Let's just say two. Two people, right? Most people don't have the opportunity to fall in love with three people at one time. So can you be in love with two people at the same time? What do you think? I asked you first. Oh, you're asking? I thought you were just asking. No, that's the conversation. But that's, that's where I want to start. Is that possible? Well, let's start first by defining love. Mm-hmm. How would you define love? No, don't throw it back to me. No, no, no. no. This is a conversation. How would you define love? I think that most people don't stop to ask themselves that question. What is the definition of love? I've looked it up before and I felt as though the Merriam-Webster dictionary definition wasn't very satisfactory well i, I asked you like, i asked everyone on these podcasts no, not, i asked no, you no, no, no. i'm not i'm not trying to throw it back on you this is a conversation i'm asking you mm-hmm. what your definition and of i'm love asking is. you and that back. probably doesn't play into your 
um, your thought process of whether you can fall in love with two people at one time, but it plays into mine. So I'm just asking you that so I can deliver my opinion. Why are you making this so difficult? I, I, how you see this is the type of person you are? I'd be like, so how are you feeling today? And instead of answering, how you be like, well, how are you feeling? No, that's not true. I do. What not is the do definition that. of feeling? <laughs> I might ask you what the see, definition of feeling. So you have to answer. I asked you first. So what is your definition Why are you of love? Because I'm asking you. I'm, I want to get your opinion first. I, mean, I get my opinion first every podcast. No, you don't. Most of the time, I do. So I asked you first. So what is your definition? of love huh. <sighs> well I think that love could be described as an extremely deep emotion mm-hmm. that you feel for another person that surpasses fondness it surpasses infatuation For me, when you love someone, you're willing to put everything on the line for them. Mm -hmm. You're willing to possibly put your life on the line for them. Correct. You're willing to do anything to secure your relationship with that person so that you can be certain that it continues. Um, When you love someone, mm, I don't know. This might be... mm. When you love someone, I see that, I think that you can't see yourself without them. Like the idea of being without them is painful. So when you ask if you can love two people at one time, ah, it's difficult. I've never been in that situation, so I can't speak from personal experience, but I think that maybe for some people it's possible. Mm -hmm. I think that you can be conflicted. Right. And maybe that has something to do with not being completely in touch with all of your emotions. I I think you can be confused because you can like two different people for different reasons. Right. I'm sure that you can love two different people for different reasons. And I guess maybe it might boil down to throwing it on a scale and seeing who you want to be with more and who fits more. Now, if one person fits more than the other, does that mean that you love them more than the other? So for instance, in her case of choosing, I don't know if she loved the one that she chose more than the one that she didn't, or if she just saw that her life fit more with that person or she wanted to go on the ride, the ride of life with him. Cause he was a musician. He uh, moved to Nashville. So maybe she saw that as compelling. Maybe she saw that as appealing, like, wow, you know, we can live this, you know, the lifestyle of a musician, but did that mean that she loved him mm. more than number two? So love is one thing. The choices that we make, are something different. For instance, I have known females, and I'm sure the same for males, but I have known females that may have an, may have had an option between two people. And they might have seen a life with the one that they chose as more appealing than the one that they didn't. You know, maybe the one that they chose may have had more money or 
have been more driven or more successful and right. could secure a certain lifestyle, an easier lifestyle, a more promising lifestyle. Well, at least promising in that respect, more financially promising lifestyle. So they chose that route. Right. You know, I've known females that have been in that situation and where, you know, the person that they're with has done them dirty and they chose to stay because of the lifestyle and not necessarily because of love. So sometimes people make choices based on where they want to be in life and what gives them more security and what gives them more happiness in that respect and not looking at the type of happiness that love provides. So to just answer the question, can you be in love with two people at one time? Maybe some sort of love, because maybe some people would say that love has levels. Right. And you know something? Now that I think about it, love does have levels. Because speaking from personal experience, I've been in love with you. Mm-hmm. And then I've been in love with you. And then I've been in friggin' love with you. Mm-hmm. You know, like I've experienced different levels of love with you. And sometimes when you're on, for instance, you could be on level two and have no idea that level three even exists. Correct. Because you haven't experienced yet. You know not that type of love. So I think that you can be in love with two people at one time, but I think that one will always be stronger than another. Now, when you talk about love, right? And in my opinion, there's a couple different ways to say love, right? There's love and then there's in love, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Now, when you talked about love, like there's a lot of people I love, right? Besides you, the family, I love uh Who else do you love? Sasha, I love oh. Rashid. Mm-hmm. But it's a different type of love, right? Of and course. I and I explain it to you. No disrespect to them. But if they needed an arm, I couldn't give them one of my arms. That's not true. You would give Rashid an arm. Stop lying. Mm-mm. You wouldn't give Rashid an, you no. wouldn't give Rashid an arm? Mm-mm. I'm going to tell you why. If I give Rashid an arm, I can't work and supply and and feed my family because I need my arms to DJ. No, and you, need, arms, you, you, need your, arms, you need your right arm. You wouldn't give him your left arm? Uh, yeah, I mean, he got my left arm, but I'm talking about like my right arm, right? I would need my right arm to work and to function to feed my family and provide for my family. Well, okay, I'm, I'm, this, I'm is saying, a, this is... No, 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 let me finish. No, no, no but hold on, I'm just saying because it depends on why he needed the arm. But let me finish. But now if my son needed an arm... Or you just like the my daughter can starve. Word, my, like I would give up my arm and try to figure a way because I would want my son to live on with my arm. That's how I look at it. You would give Rashid an arm. All right, but anyway, when you talk about in love, in love meaning going back to the Bachelorette. There's one person that she was that she loved. Meaning she cared for. She felt her heart pit a patter that she could not see without. Well, what you never told me your definition of love. That is my definition of love. Pitter uh, patter. That's your definition. Like your heart pitter patters when you see. Like it's almost like having a feeling of you can't live without that. You can't bite my answer though. It, you no, got to come up with your own. But words. these are my. These are, this is the way I feel when I think about love. I think That's about, why you want me to go work. No, first. you just wanted to steal my answer. No, it's not that at all. But like <laughs> when I think about love, is I think about loving you, right? Mm. Where if I'm not with you, 
or you're not with me, I feel like I don't want to be here. You know, I feel like um, my everyday is to make you happy. That's mm-hmm. my definition of, of love. Now, in love with is the same thing for me. Like I'm in love with you, meaning I love everything you do. I love your feet. You can step in dog shit. I still love your feet. <laughs> like you can throw up. I still love you. Like I love you regardless. Like it has nothing to do with your looks. It has nothing to do with your appearance. It's just who you are as a person. It doesn't matter if you were burnt with 98% of your body. I would still be there with you, kissing you on your forehead, telling you I love you. Mm-hmm. That's love. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I feel like a lot of people are in lust with somebody. Mm-hmm. meaning they think they love, but they just like maybe his physical attraction or maybe his body or maybe the sex or maybe the fact that they buy him things or whatever or buy her things. But I don't necessarily think it's in love. So can you love two people at once? Cause since you didn't answer it, I'll answer it. I did answer it. I answered it very clearly and thoroughly. Did you say yes or no? So you weren't paying attention? I did, but you were Because you were trying to it. formulate your opinion while I was talking. So you weren't even listening I was to me, listening, apparently. But I you don't even know what I, how I answered. Did you say yes or no? I don't remember. I said that I think that you can, but I think there are different levels of love and okay, what people I heard that. consider love. I don't think you can. I love two people. No, I think that a person can think that they love right. two people at one time. I don't think you actually can. I don't. I don't think it's... I don't necessarily think that it's real love. I think that love is subjective. Correct. Okay. Mm -hmm. Everybody experiences love differently because each person in the world is different. Right. So your connection, your chemistry with a particular individual is going to be different. It's a whole different chemistry and you, the love that you can feel for somebody or what you think that love actually is is based on your experience. So that makes your definition of love subjective to your experience. Right. So you can think that you're in love with somebody, but so, so you're asking if a person can love. Yes. It's based on their definition of love, which is based on their experience. So my answer is that I believe that a person can believe that they're in love with two people at one time. Yeah. I don't believe you can love two people at one time. Uh, and the reason being is if I really love you, I don't want to hurt you. I don't want to hurt you on purpose. So with me loving you, I cannot possibly give that love to somebody else as well. I just don't think so. I think that you can be infatuated like, oh, wow, I, I'm infatuated with that part of her body or I'm infatuated with this or I'm infatuated with her feet or her elbows or her knees or whatever it may be. Great. I'm infatuated with that. Mm-hmm. But I don't necessarily think you can love like fully love. And there's no way that you can really fully love somebody, two people at the same time, because how can you split their love? There's no way you I can be honest with you and even get to a point where I love her because it would be it wouldn't it wouldn't be allowed. Like I there's no way I could be but, like, I love you, babe. I'm gonna fuck with this this next chick and okay, I'm gonna love her too, because that I, wouldn't be I'm thinking that it's more of a hypothetical. Right. Because now you're talking about actual actions of or having or actually having two people at the same time. So you're talking about I can't be in love with that person because being in love with that person would involve betraying the other person that Correct. I claim that I love. But let's just take that out of it. I'm just talking about your feelings. Do you think that you could love two people at one time? 
I don't think take so. Take betrayal out of it. Take those things out of it. Just how you feel inside as a human being, your emotions and your experience of love. Do you think that? No. Why is that? I just don't, I don't, I just don't think you, you can. I don't think you can genuinely, honestly love two people or three people. I think you can think you can. And that love word is easy to throw around. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I love you. Yeah, that's easy to say. Especially if a dude wants some drawers or if a chick wants some penis, it's easy to say I love you. That's easy. That word flies fast. But if you really think about the definition and what love means and what you will do for that person, I don't think necessarily that everybody that you can be loved with more than one person. Even Bachelorette. Mm-hmm. She was, I think she was actually in love with Jet. The one that won. The one that won, but then wound up losing. And the reason I think <laughs> that she was in love with him because she felt something halfway through the show about that guy. Mm-hmm. And then not only that. Something that I didn't see. Right. But, <laughs> but, not, but not only that, when the guy met her parents. Jed? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. When Jed met her parents, her parents were like, nah, I don't think he's, I don't think he's a fit for you. You know, I don't think he could provide for you. He had everybody against him. The guy that, the other guy was the perfect one that she was allegedly supposed to pick because he was perfect. She was into him. They were, had a, a physical attraction. The parents loved him. He was the perfect pick, but that's not who she was in love with. Right, because a person can check all the boxes on paper, but the paper doesn't matter. Correct. It's the connection. It's the chemistry. It's that special, unexplained thing that is the key to falling in love with someone, in my opinion. Correct. Like you need that special sauce. Right, absolutely. And it's when two people click. Right. And I think that they clicked, but maybe they didn't click in the same way as she clicked with the person that she chose. So the answer, to, to close out the answer, can you be in love with two people at the same time? I say no. It can't happen. You can think so. You can be right. infatuated well, that, but that's, with, that's but what love, I'm saying. love, love, no. That's what I'm saying. I think that a person can genuinely believe that they're in love with two people at the same time. But when it comes down to it, I think that your connection, your chemistry and the genuine nature of love will always be stronger with one person. I agree. Yes, I agree. Now, um, not to talk about the best way. I just thought that love question was something. I also wanted to get into somebody's uh, past. Okay. And the reason I said that is there was a guy on Bachelor. And I'm sorry to talk about Bachelorette. A lot of you like, yeah, what the fuck are you talking about? Well, it doesn't matter um, about the Bachelorette. It's more so the point that was brought up by watching the Bachelorette. So that it doesn't matter whether they've watched it or not. It's more about the discussion. Now, when she got to the last four guys, right? Mm -hmm. She had sex with two of them. Hold on. We know that she had sex with one of them. Right. Because she admitted it, she talked about Correct. it, she was proud of it. Right. It seemed as though she had sex with the one that she ultimately chose as well. Correct. But we don't know that she did. So we'll say allegedly she had sex with two people. Speak about it. Correct. So she allegedly had sex with two people. She may have had sex. Allegedly, same difference. With so two people. Now, one of the guys on the show, he had a problem. He was like, I, you know, if you had sex with somebody, Hold on, hold on. Let me just say. So this guy, his name is Luke. He was like the terror of the show. And um, she really had a thing for him. He really had a thing for her. He was eliminated fourth to last. So he was the fourth runner up. 
A lot of people thought that he was going to win because there was just something inexplainable that the two of them had. He should have been gone maybe the third or fourth week, but she kept him around and kept finding excuses to keep him around. Mm -hmm. And he rubbed all of the guys the wrong way. I don't think he had a single friend in the house. Everyone disliked him, but she saw something special in him. So that's what I was talking about. The chemistry, the connection. Right. Go ahead. So um, he had a problem. He says, you know, they were having a conversation. And he's he's a Christian. He says, you know, if you had sex with somebody in one of your fantasy nights in your fantasy room, you're not for me and I have to leave. That's what he said at first. Pretty much something like that, to paraphrase. And she said, well, you can't judge me. Um, I can have sex with whoever I want. This is my body. And they got into an argument. And to take it out of that argument, people were mad at him that he said that. Mm -hmm. I felt it. Mm -hmm. If we're here, right, and we're dating and, you know, you're dating somebody and you just fucked somebody the night before. Mm -hmm. What does that mean about us? Yeah, what does that have to, what does that mean about us? I I don't want to be in this relationship no more. Mm -hmm. And that made me to the thing like, damn, if you're, if you're fucking somebody, right, or knocking off somebody or having sex with somebody and you're dating me, I can't date you. Not only that, what made me think about it, and I know this is going to be a problem, but I don't care. Who you fucked or who you had sex with is questionable too. Wait, what do you mean? What? Okay. Lukey is a crazy dude. Now he now he has a nickname. Now he's Lukey. Whatever his name is, Luke. He's a, cra- <laughs> he's a crazy dude, right? Uh-huh. If we're on a show or we're dating and you mm-hmm. had sex with somebody else, mm-hmm. somebody else while we're dating or, mm-hmm. you know, maybe you're dating around. I don't want to be with you because what does that mean for me? What does that mean? How you feel about me? That's one. And two, if I'm one of those other guys and you had sex with Luke and I know he's crazy and I know he's a buffoon. I, I'm already thinking that your judgment is not too good and I don't want to be with you. Yes. OK, so in a perfect world. Your first point makes sense. Okay. If I'm dating you and you're dating someone else and you have sex with them, then what does that mean about us? Correct. But you also have to take into consideration the context. Mm -hmm. The context of the show is a dating show. Correct. Not a fucking show though. Is a dating show, but it's a marriage show. Correct. So it is supposed to ultimately result in... In a marriage. But if there's 10 guys on a show, you're going to fuck 10 guys just to see how it is to be like, well, I'm going to pick number three. Let me finish. That's crazy. Let me finish. Mm -hmm. So the context isn't a natural context. It's not the type of thing that would typically happen in real life. I mean, a girl could be dating two guys and sleep with two guys or whatever. But after two months, it's not supposed to result in a proposal. And, you know, to be honest, The Bachelor and The Bachelorette is pretty real. A lot of these people that wind up proposing and and um, accepting wind up getting married and right. wind up having kids in real life. So it's something to be taken seriously. Some of them do break up and it doesn't work out. Something happens. But often enough, they wind up making a real life thing out of it. Mm-hmm. So for some people... And this isn't this isn't me because I think that um, my view is a little bit different. But at the same time, I can understand some people would feel as though they would need to explore all avenues, all aspects of a relationship before they decide to take the plunge. 
before they decide that they want to spend the rest of their lives with them. So people so, that, people that would say they want to test it out before they, they actually... They want to test it out. They want to, There's a chance that she wanted to make sure that there was physical chemistry and that they could physically connect because... A person can be everything on the outside and you can have all these expectations and then you sleep with them, you make love to them and you may not feel it. You may not feel and it. That's, and, that's the, and that's part of the question I was going to go to. So you're telling me, you, you meet somebody, you vibe, you know, you feel each other, everything is perfect, you know, uh, he's handsome, you're pretty, you match. Or not. You're, you're funny, have to do you with laugh. Anything. I'm, I'm just saying, you're attracted to the person. I should that, say. They, say that. You're attracted, you're attracted to, the person. to the person. Everybody's handsome and pretty to me. But, you know, really? you're you're attracted to the person. <laughs> Everybody's handsome and pretty in their own way. Okay. Anyway, but you're attracted to the person. Your conversation is great. You're, you're both focused. Everything is, is lovely. They kiss well. They you look good together. Everything is great. You have the same similarities, whatever, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Y'all talk all night on the phone. Y'all can't get off the phone. Mm-hmm. And then y'all have sex and it's not too good. Or he mm-hmm. has a small pee-pee. Or her poo-poo don't get, her, her vanani don't get wet. What? What's up with you and these? Go ahead, Michelle. Your vagina doesn't get wet, right. okay? <laughs> you know? <laughs> You're really about these nicknames, huh? But, <laughs> but do you give it all up just because of that? Because well, here's, here is your quote-unquote perfect match. The only thing that's not matching is your sex life. Well, everything else is good. For me, I don't believe in judging people. Okay. I know what's right for me. Mm-hmm. I know what works for me, but what works for me may not work for someone else. Right. And in her case, I believe that she felt as though she needed to see if there was that sexual chemistry, sexual connection. Right. Sex is very, very high on my list of priorities. Right. As you know. But if I fall in love with somebody without mm-hmm. having had sex with them first and everything else is great, we see eye to eye, mm-hmm. we laugh at the same stupid things. I find him to be witty and charming and kind with a good heart and he cares about other people and he has the same goals, the same dreams and wants to end up in the same place that I do. If we are intimate and it's not amazing, I think I'd be willing to take that L. Really? Yeah. 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 I do. Um, And I love sex. And you mean take that L meaning you would stay with him even if his sex game was whack. Oh, you say even me. if his sex game is whack, because I enjoy intimacy. Correct. And intimacy to me isn't based on having a big penis or for just to make it easy. It's not based on, you know, his sex game being amazing. Like he doesn't have to know how to move like the best of them or touch me like the best of them. Some people just aren't inclined in that way mm-hmm. do you know what i mean mm-hmm. and it could be for a number of reasons whichever way it could just not be their thing but if everything else that makes me happy is their thing that's just one thing and i feel as though when you're intimate with someone that you genuinely love it's good regardless right to me mm-hmm. it's good regardless you know and i am speaking from experience and 
not in that way. That sounded Goodness weird. Gracious. No, 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 no. Meaning, for instance, it could be a day that you come home at 2.30 in the morning. Right. And you're beat mm-hmm. and I'm beat, but we decide that we want to be intimate. Mm-hmm. You could lay on top of me one position and I'm going to be happy and I'm going to be satisfied. Mm-hmm. It could last six minutes. I'm going to be happy. I'm going to be satisfied because I love you. And just the fact that our bodies are touching and you kiss me and you hold me and all of that, that satisfies me. That mm-hmm. makes me happy. You don't have to be, you know, flipping me around, picking me up and and, and going through all the theatrics and all the extra stuff. When that happens, yeah, it's great as well. But mm-hmm. what I'm saying is it isn't necessary. I know what I enjoy. So I think that when you experience true love. Right. Just the just the art of intimacy is enough. So. For me, if I were her, I wouldn't have had to have gone to the fantasy suite and been intimate there. Right. You know, we could have gone to the fantasy suite and stayed up talking all night and kissing and cuddling and things like that. But that would have been enough for me. Personally, Mm -hmm. I would have been able to make that choice without experiencing them in that way. But as far as Luke is concerned, at the same time, I understand him as well. And I found that at the, I'll just call it the reunion. Um, I think it's called, uh, well, there's an episode where all the guys come back together and talk. And then there's an episode after the final rose. And I just feel as though nobody stood up for Luke. Now, I think that Luke was judgmental. Mm -hmm. I think that his delivery was awful. Correct. I think... That he presented himself in a pretty awful way. But nobody did have, nobody tried, I think, to have an understanding of what he meant and how he felt. Um, And I think that if they did, they were too scared to voice it. Right. Because right now, you know, we're in a time of female power Mm -hmm. and it's like the year and the time of the woman. Right. So supporting women is very important. Mm -hmm. And I think that it is obviously, but from his perspective and to me, it's regardless of if it's a male perspective or a female perspective, if it's an episode of the bachelor and I'm a contestant Mm -hmm. and the bachelor sleeps with another contestant, although I may understand that he's trying to choose between several of us right and he may need that confirmation that sexual confirmation it may not be okay with me right while i understand and i have to say you know what i got you but from that end of the stick i would feel as though if you feel so strongly or so conflicted about your choice Mm -hmm. and you don't know at this point to the point that you need to sleep with other women to figure it out, then your feelings for me must not be that strong. Right. You don't have enough conviction in me and in our relationship. So at the, at that point, I might just have to let him go gotcha. because I wouldn't be okay with someone that could potentially decide to spend the rest of their lives with me having to, as you said, test the waters with Correct. other women mm-hmm. because if I were in his position, I don't, I wouldn't feel as though 
I would need to do that. So I would feel as though we didn't see eye to eye. Gotcha. We weren't on the same page. Gotcha. Gotcha. And you know, I, I feel the same way, but I also don't, I don't take sex like a lot of people do. do and mean? when I say that sex is important, but it's not the only thing for me, you know, um, if your vagina was cut out tomorrow. Great. So if I didn't have a vagina, continue. I love you regardless. Oh my goodness. You know, it's your mouth works, so it's not a problem. <laughs> Rashawn, but I'm just saying, like for... I'm just saying if whatever it is, I'm like people sometimes look too much into sex and it's all about sex and it's not about the person that they really, really love. So I feel like when the sex thing is over, what I think in this, and, and this happens in most, a lot of relationships, when the sex thing when is the over. the sex thing is over, so no, no. the sex just dies? No, no. When infatuation. Over. No, when infatuation is over. Infatuation just, it ceases? Yes, because at you first. You said when, you didn't say if. What do you mean when? I say for a lot of people, I think that might happen. Like they're infatuated with somebody. They love them because of this. And then when they really get to the knit and grit and the really the bones of the relationship, they're like, I don't like this motherfucker. Yeah, he fucks the shit out of me or she fucks the shit out of me, but Great. this motherfucker's dumb as a doorknob. This <laughs> motherfucker can't even screw in a light bulb. Great, okay. You, you, you understand what I'm saying? Um, well, if it's that extreme, I don't think that they would have thought that they were in love with them, but I, I understand that you're talking about the infatuation, but we're talking about people that get married. Even and, on Bachelorette, right? Okay. On Bachelorette. No, I don't know Jed, but Jed. he doesn't. He doesn't seem like the, the brightest. He doesn't seem like he has a lot of inspiration. He doesn't seem like he's. Uh, she's she's in love with him for whatever reason. I don't know. Mm-hmm. He just doesn't seem like the the, the guy for me. Like for I'm you? not looking for or a he guy. He doesn't but seem like the the guy for you. Well, how about Luke? Was Luke the guy for you? Shut up. Or Tyler? Shut was up. Tyler, the guy for you. You know what I mean. Tyler like, looked like he was doing his push-ups. He was didn't he the see, guy for you. He didn't seem like he had many uh, too much inspiration. Um, he didn't really seem like he cared to me it seems like he was there for his music career like he was there he played the guitar he was there he wanted to win because he wanted to win it and help his career he didn't seem like he was there for her i think what you're trying to say is that he didn't seem passionate he did not seem passionate he did not seem mm-hmm. passionate about her or the experience correct mm-hmm. so i i just don't think she was with him because she was infatuated with him whatever whatever about him that she loved i don't necessarily loved. think that she was infatuated you don't with think him. so no infatuation usually re- refers to the external mm-hmm. components of a person. I think that she was into him as a human being. Cause if it was about the external external, she would have chose Tyler all day long. Right. And she did not. Yeah, true. Okay. So no, there was something that I think as, a, as viewers, you and I just did not see. Just didn't Maybe see. other people in America saw it. I did not see what she liked about Jed, but regardless, I just, I feel like in a relationship, there's more to it than just sex. Well, let me ask you a question. Yes. You said it's not that important. How important is sex to you? And for what reasons? Um, hold that thought for one second. All right. Just give me one second. Why? Uh, because after this, I have to go do a show. So I told him to clean out the Cadillac because um, we have to leave. And he said there's 32 bags from Home Goods in there. <laughs> He just texted you. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, who is that? That's Danny. Oh, yeah. He's going to have to bring them inside. <laughs> he was like, open up the front door. I was like, nah, just put it in my car. He was like, dude, it's 32 bags from home. Tell him to check the trunk. There's another 32 in the trunk. My goodness gracious. So back to what I was saying. Right? <laughs> he literally said 32 bags. Let me tell Madison yeah. is coming. Oh, Madison's going to come help yeah. and bring him in. Okay. So back to what I was saying. Um, I love home goods, by the way. We know. So you asked me about um, 
sex, right? Yeah, I asked you, how important is sex to you and for what reason? Because a little while ago you said that sex isn't, it's important to you and you enjoy it, but it's not, you know, that important because you look at other things and whatnot. But well, what's most important to me, sex is important, but not as important as everything else. For me, connecting and being on the same page with somebody, meaning me and you connect, right? Mm-hmm. And if you take everything out of, out of a relationship, everything out of, take the money out, take the sex out, take this out, we connect regardless because we can have fun with $10, $5, $1, $0.20, cents, $0.10. Cents. We can have fun. Mm-hmm. We can kiss and be sexy and watch TV and cuddle and fall asleep and it's an amazing night. Mm-hmm. It didn't have to be topped off with an expensive restaurant or topped off with us fucking great it doesn't have to be right. topped off with none of that okay. it could just be connection hug and just watch television mm-hmm. that's what i enjoy like my connection with you is not about the way you look it's not about how beautiful you are or the sex or anything else in this world our bed or anything else it's our connection our bed i'm sorry i'm just saying what are you talking about because we're laying in the bed like it's it's nothing it's nothing the outside world can give us Uh, our connection is how you make me feel i can lay up on you and and lay on your fucking titties and just feel at peace (laughs) my titties put you at peace you know what i'm not fucking telling you that no more (laughs) I'm not telling you no more. I just love the way you articulate things. I'm not telling you no more. <laughs> but yes. But okay, so so they put you at peace. Go yes, ahead. Yes, but that's a connection. It's a connection that we have that's outside of anything else in this world. It has nothing to do with anything else but that connection. You know something? I laugh, but no, it's true. Nah, when, fuck you. No, no, no. <laughs> I ain't telling you about my feelings no more. <laughs> no, it's true, though. When you lay on me or when we're cuddling and... I'm rubbing you or I'm rubbing your back or rubbing your butt or whatever. I feel the peace like emitting from your pores. Like I feel like the room feels at peace. You seem so happy and so just like in a zone, Mm -hmm. like it comes off of you. So no, I I laugh and I'm making jokes, but I know exactly what you're talking about. But that's, and that makes me happy. But that's the feeling that's better than I feel any, like it's like magic. It is. And that's the feeling that's better than anything in this world. It's better than mm-hmm. getting a check. It's better than anything. That feeling is just something like that you just can't find with everything and everybody. Mm-hmm. And that's the feeling that people desire for. Mm-hmm. And that's the feeling I never, ever, 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 ever want to lose. Yeah, and I feel as though some people don't even know that it exists mm-hmm. because it's not their experience Correct. with the person that they're with. So like circling back to what we were saying before, you know, when you you can feel as though you're in love with somebody. And, you know, that kind of speaks to people being too secure and too comfortable mm-hmm. in their relationships and feeling as though they don't have to work to keep it because... You can be with your guy or with your girl and feel as though you're totally in love. Mm-hmm. And then you start slipping and you're a part of the relationship. And or you 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 might be doing things to drive them away. I don't want to say deliberately because sometimes people don't really know, but you might be doing things to drive them away. Or you might be doing horrible things like cheating or not paying attention to them or um, not being affectionate or not not complimenting them or not letting them know that you love them. And you think to yourself that they're not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Now, many people I've heard say, 
They're not going nowhere. She ain't going nowhere. Right. He ain't going nowhere. Because you take for granted that your love, that your relationship, that your situation is secure. But then if that person has an opportunity and takes that opportunity to experience something else mm-hmm. and they experience a level of love that the two of you never achieved that maybe he or she didn't even realize exists. Mm-hmm. It's you, you can get infatuated with that love where you can't leave that new person alone because you can't imagine not experiencing that anymore. Right. I think that's where some people go crazy. Absolutely. You know what I mean? I think that's where some people go crazy. You know, you lose something that you feel like, Nobody else can can provide for you. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, it's funny. We were in the car. We were going to talk about this maybe as another topic, but I guess it kind of fits right now. So we could talk about it right now. What do you think about needing a person? What do you mean? The word need. You know, sometimes you hear people say, you know, I need him or I need her. What do you think about that? Because every time that I hear it, I think you know, I have to process what need means and how a person gets to the point where they feel as though they need another person. Huh. <clears throat> I mean, the first thing people say as, and even when we raise our kids, we always teach them, you don't need anybody. You can do it, this, that, and the other. But I don't think that's true. Um, and this is going to sound crazy. I don't think anybody needs anybody, mm-hmm. but once you have that feeling, it's kind of like you need it, which is crazy to say, right? I'm explaining. You know, of course, we're all on our own and we don't need shit and we don't need anybody to, to function and anybody to do anything. But after having certain feelings and there's always somebody that can say, I don't need that shit. I don't need her. I don't need shorty. I don't need him. But you, you know, you kind of do at times, right? And this world is a cold world. We could talk about it all day. But could I imagine going through this world without having you by my side? Because when I fall, and you're not my mother, but, you know, as a kid, when you fall, you need that somebody to pick you up. You need somebody to tell you that you're beautiful. You need somebody to tell you you're doing great. You need that in your life. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing when you're an adult. You know, I need somebody to give me a hug and say they love you. I need somebody to give me a kiss and say, baby, you're the best. I need somebody to, to, to say, hey, baby, look handsome today. I need that. I, I'm, I can sit there in line and be like, I don't need that shit. Fuck that. No, I do. I'm that type of person. You know, do you need it? Can you go on life without somebody, without having that feeling? Without Can you? I couldn't. You know, um, it came up in the car the other day. We said we weren't going to finish talking about it because we wanted to save the conversation for the podcast. Correct. Um, it's hard for me. It's it's harder for me to answer that question than it is for you mm-hmm. because I was raised like what you described. You don't need anybody. Correct. I was me raised too. extremely independent and to feel self-sufficient and that was almost constantly drilled into my mind right so i almost 
by reflex reject the idea of needing another person. And we're not talking about children. Or right, right, right. You know, we're talking about either a lover or a friend, a mm-hmm. husband, um, that type of, that type of relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, so you asked me, do I need you? It's just such a heavy word. And I feel conditioned to say, mm-hmm. I don't need anyone. Okay. But I do feel what you said. Right. You know, I feel as though nobody can come behind you. I honestly feel that way. I feel that another man cannot come behind you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know, you know, people are probably thinking about their relationships right now as we speak. Um, but I just feel as though nobody can do what you do Mm -hmm. in this relationship and nobody can make me feel the way that you make me feel in this relationship. So earlier you said something to the effect of, um, and I think it might've been when we were talking about what love means Mm -hmm. that you wake up thinking about how can you make me happy? Correct. I don't think that most men can relate to that feeling. And I don't think that most women have been the recipient of that feeling having a person in their life whose main goal is to make them happy. Mm -hmm. I feel that with you. I feel as though you are constantly trying to find ways to make me happy or to make my life easier. Mm -hmm. You'll work 20 hours and then come home and on your way home, you'll say, babe, um, when I come in the house, you want me to bring you anything up from the kitchen? Right. You know, or, it'll be a day where I might've had a light day and on your way home after working, after getting up to go to work at four o'clock in the morning, Mm -hmm. after getting home at two 30 in the morning and sleeping, you know, for a couple of hours or what have you, you'll on your way home, you'll call me and say, you know, do you want me to pick up the kids so you don't have to get out and so you don't have to leave the house? Right. You know, things like that. It blows my mind. Yes, it could be a little detour where you pick up the kids from school, but I'll literally be sitting here thinking to myself, why would he even care about me having to leave the house after he done did this, that, the other, been asleep, hasn't, I mean, I've been at work, hasn't slept. Like, why would he even care? Right. You know, you, you'll you just, on, on your way home, you'll stop and just bring me something that you know that I like. It could be my favorite gum. It could be a snack. It could be guacamole (laughs) from the Mexican restaurant, or you might take a trip to the mall and just pick up something small, like whatever. It doesn't matter, but you will do little things. And it's, it's as though your mind is constantly on that. So it's hard for me to imagine another you. I can't, I've never seen another you Mm -hmm. to be honest. And not to say we haven't had, um, our trials, our tribulations, our problems we have like any couple has, but through and through, you have always been that person. Mm -hmm. You have always been that person. And now we've just elevated to a place where the love that I experience, and I think I can speak for you feeling the same way. Um, it's just on, one of those levels that I was right. talking about, you know, that you don't even know because even when I 
felt as though I was deeply in love with you, Mm -hmm. I had no idea that I could be even more deeply in love with you because I just didn't know that that level even existed. Mm -hmm. But with us, I think it's unique in the sense that it grows and grows and grows. And I have no idea how or when, at what point it can stop growing. Like it just, it's, so for me, I feel as though that's our magic. Right. And I, and I agree. So. And I agree with what you said. I, you know, and so when it comes to that need to answer your question, yes, I do need. Uh, some people feel like, no, I don't. But in this relationship, I do. Let me ask you one question before before uh, we get up out of here, whatever. What's one thing that I ask you every day? <laughs> Are you happy? Every day. <laughs> right or wrong. Every day. And if there, if I feel something funny or you say I'm that we have that discussion. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the best part of our relationship. You know, I ask you every day, are you happy? And you'd be like, mm. I'm like well, what's wrong? Mm-hmm. And then we talk about what's bothering you or what's bothering me. Or, or if there's something that we don't like, we finish, we have that conversation and then we continue on. Mm-hmm. And that's because I want to make sure that the woman that I need and the woman that I love is always happy mm-hmm. because if you're happy, you're going to give me more love. You know, and if you give me more love, I'm going to give you more love. Mm-hmm. And that makes this this house full of love. Yeah, it's the reciprocity that I don't think that a lot of people really, really, really understand mm-hmm. the give and the take right. in a relationship. And um, it doesn't work for everyone because mm-hmm. some people are just takers. Mm-hmm. They will take, take, take and not give. Right. So that cyclical component of the relationship can't exist because it may not fit their personality. But if you have two people that are givers and takers, both individually at the same time, you, you know, at, speaking from my perspective, I give and I take. Um, and if you have two people that both give and take, then you have the foundation for this reciprocity. And when you accept love and you feel it and you process it, it's so much easier for you to give love right. and give it back. The happier I am is the happier that I want to make you. And that once you figure that out and it seems so easy, but I know that it's not that easy. Like you can understand, like we could be saying it right now. You could be sitting there listening like, yeah, I understand that. But to actually process it and to actually apply it and to get two people that are applying it at the same time. It's, it's more difficult. It seems like just such a simple, simple, simple thing, but it's one of those things that really is easier said than done because I guess, you know, life interrupts that. Right. And ego interrupts that and selfishness can interrupt that. But if you just love selflessly and allow yourself to be a giver and a taker, and you feed that, your relationship can really reach new heights. And one thing I can say about you, um, which is kind of what you just said, but you're excellent at troubleshooting our relationship. Mm -hmm. You weren't so much years ago, but now, just like you said, asking me every day, like, are you happy? Mm -hmm. And I'll be honest, I'll be like, oh my God, I'm so happy. Like, or... The other day you texted me, are you happy? And I was like, mm, so-so. And you were like, why? And it was while you were doing doing the morning show. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you left the room or what you did, but you called me immediately. And we were on the phone for like maybe six or seven minutes. Right. Because when you heard so-so, 
to me, it felt like, what? She's not happy. I need to find out right now. Absolutely. So I don't know if you walked out the room, what you did, but you called me. And I was like, yeah, well, I didn't like this. I didn't like that. And you're like, okay. Like, I accept that. I apologize. And I'm going to make it better. And mm-hmm. I'm going to, whatever. Your your response was to remedy the situation. And that made me happy. Um, you're constantly troubleshooting. Like if there's a little, it doesn't matter how minute the problem. I didn't say I was upset. I didn't say I was angry. I said so so, and that weighed on you so heavily. Right. I just want to get everything else to up. Take care of it. Right. I was just right. I want to get everything out in the open. Right. And just take care of everything that's happening before it gets bigger or it's a bigger situation. Right. You just bring everything small. to the surface. Mm-hmm. So, to me, just to have a person that cares mm-hmm. that much, that ca- like. You care to another level. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you ask me if I need you, yes. Um, even though, like I said, I'm conditioned to say no. The reality is I need you because I'll never experience life the same way mm-hmm. with someone else. And I need you too, baby. You sweet little baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's time to get up out of here, sweetie. Yes. All right. Well, I got to catch a flight. Mm-hmm. Like always. And, and I'm glad you didn't rush this podcast because I, I know people are waiting outside for you mm-hmm. and whatnot. So thank well, you. I appreciate you, baby. And I love you. I love you too. All right. Now, everybody else, we'll see you guys next week. I'm DJ Envy. And I am Gia Casey. And that was another edition of the Casey Crew. Toodles. Toodles.